Chapter Eight of The Three Bears of Porcupine Ridge. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ruhi Huck. The Three Bears of Porcupine Ridge by Jean M. Thompson. The Last Wolf of the Pack grey coat leader of the great timber wolf pack originally came from the wilds of northern canada where the dense forests form safe shelter and cover for deer bear the red fox and all the wild kindred who seek the silent places of the woods far away from man but one year lumbermen entered the forest with their whirring saws and felling the tall pines let in light into the dark places and uncovered their trails the wolf pack was tracked and gradually thinned out and scattered and grey coat the big brave leader of the pack one day realized that he was just one solitary lonely old wolf roaming the forest alone grey coat always seemed to lead a charmed sort of life for no matter how skilfully traps were laid for him he never ventured into one of them no matter how pressing his hunger might be often nowadays he would starve for days because he hated the whine of the lumberman's saws and they had frightened away the young deer so that no longer did they come in the early morning and at dewfall to water at the old pool already ferns grew rank and untrodden over the old deer trails and although grey coat watched and prowled about their old haunts he never caught sight of even one red coat or flashing white tail at last the sides of grey coat began to show hollowly gaunt and thin and his coat became rough and shabby a starved baffled look gleamed in his sullen green eyes and his long usually spreet legs were weak from the fasting and often played him strange tricks for sometimes when he chased a cottontail because he had become reduced to such small fare instead of the coveted titbit his lean cruel jaws clicked together upon emptiness he had somehow dismissed the rabbit then grey coat instinctively knew that something strange and unusual had happened to him one night too weak and lonely and disheartened to even start off trailing game he sat solitary and unhappy just in the edge of a pine slash and lifting up his voice he howled and howled at the moon which looked coldly down upon his misery it is during the winter that the wolves herd together travelling in packs but in spring they separate and mate but although grey coat longed for companionship there seemed to be no mate for him for all his kindred had been hunted away from the old haunts had grey coat only been human he would have wept bitterly but as he was only a wolf he just sat all hunched up together his lean snout low between his haunches only lifting up his head to send his long howl through the woods then somewhere after a little silence a very welcome sound came through the moonlit woods the long familiar cry of a wolf ah hoo, ah hoo. it wailed through the long dusky corridors of the pines and the next instant 
gray coat forgot all his troubles and leaping to his feet with all his strength he sent back a loud quavering howl of command and pleading ah who to his joy back came an answering cry followed by a series of short reassuring calls which sounded like sweetest music to poor lonely gray coat each time the calls sounded a trifle nearer and soon his sharp ears caught the swift sound of a pat 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 upon the bedded pine needles and through the moonbeams came swiftly a welcome gray shadow gray coat had found a mate after they had nosed each other over dog fashion and snarled together with snapping jaws as is the wolf way of introduction the two gray wolves last of a great pack which had once roamed through the canadian forest trotted off together silver sides the young wolf was not starved looking or shabby of coat as her mate and instinctively sensing his hunger she led him to the remains of a deer carcass and snarling together they finished it then with all his old strong courage come back to him gray coat took the lead as he always had done and together they ran on and on through the woods for days and nights the pair travelled just two fleet gray shadows slipping through the silent places of the forest skulking warily they avoided the man's scent but always keeping together for by common consent they were now making for a strange new country and fresh hunting grounds but in one thing they had erred instead of striking off farther north into the well-nigh impassable wild forests where the lumbermen had not entered and where they might have found plenty of game and others of their kindred they were travelling south each day drawing nearer and nearer civilization and if they kept on they would soon reach the green mountain country finally they came to the edge of a great swamp its dense growth of dark balsams and spruces promised them a safe retreat and surely in such a wilderness game would be plentiful once more for not a trace of man could they detect little cottontail rabbits they saw in plenty but as time wore on both the appetites of gray coat and his mate demanded wilder fare than mere rabbits in vain they ranged together over the deer passes the hunters had frightened away most of the wilder game so in desperation the two wolves each day began to grow bolder and bolder and even ventured down into the valleys beneath the mountains forgetting their fear of man soon they commenced to raid the farmers sheep pens and dragged away young calves to their retreat in the swamp then as they were unmolested they actually crossed at the travelled highways at night and often sent their long wailing yells through the forests till the villagers began to wonder what it all meant because the wolf cry had not been heard in that section for years and years one farmer finally lost so many sheep that he sat up nights to watch and one moonlight night he saw the pair gray coat and silver sides come skulking like shadows from behind the granary quickly the farmer blazed away with his old flintlock rifle but he had not killed only wounded one of the wolves and it got away leaving a bloody trail of footprints behind gray coat had been hit and so badly lamed in one leg 
that he just managed to crawl back to the swamp before sunrise and seeking shelter among the friendly spruces he lay there helplessly licking his wound as soon as the farmer realized that wolves were actually prowling around nights he immediately set to work to trap them but no trap could he find that would hold a wolf so he invented a great drop trap using the strong door of the granary for a fall he then baited the trap with tempting fresh meat and waited for the wolves to come again down in the swamp greycoat sullen and ugly because of his lame leg saw silver sides go off alone in the moonlight night after night he tried to follow her for pangs of hunger were gnawing him but his leg remained far too lame and stiff to travel upon and so with a snarl of baffling rage he watched his mate slip off through the dark pines finally one night greycoat watched and waited impatiently for her to return would she find game and perhaps bring him back a bone as she sometimes did at the mere thought his hunger seemed very instant to become more and more pressing and the fever of his wound made him mad with thirst finally he dragged himself to a water-hole down in between the swamp tussocks and lapped and lapped the green scum-covered water then crawling wearily back to his retreat beneath a sheltering spruce he waited and longed for silver sides to come back to him all that night and the next day greycoat waited but in vain she did not return to him again the moon rose over the dark mountains and filtered down into the swamp and then much to his relief he tried his lame leg and found it stronger and better so that he managed to spring out and catch an unsuspecting rabbit making a hasty meal for he was so hungry he couldn't very well do anything else he then struck off through the thick spruces following eagerly the trail of his mate once or twice in his haste he lost the scent then he would run hither and thither with little baffled whines his muzzle close to the ground as he made wide detours circling ever wider and wider round in a circle until he struck the lost trail once more it led him through devious ways down into the valley straight to the farmer's sheep pen skulking wearily in and out among the buildings greycoat soon struck a keener scent which led him straight to the trap strangely enough the trap was not set and as greycoat came creeping nearer and nearer he found the heavy door dropped down baffled by this he began to scratch frantically digging and tearing around and beneath the trap with his sharp nails at the heavy door for he certainly thought by the strong scent that silver sides must be back of the door he gave little whimpering reassuring whines to her as he dug just to let her know he was there but received no reply from her at last when his nails were nearly worn down to the quick he stopped his furious digging he was completely baffled because if she were back of the dropped door she would surely have answered him then suddenly his miserable green eyes chanced to light upon a tuft of familiar-looking grey fur he sniffed at it eagerly yes it surely belonged to his mate greycoat tossed about this bit of fur playing with it as a kitten does a feather 
but he gained no response from the tuft of fur next instant he began to act like a crazy creature racing madly in and out between the barns for he had all at once caught a fresh new clue following the new scent it led him out behind a great red barn and there it ended for nailed against the barn door his despairing eyes saw and recognized the well-known but empty pelt of silver sides his mate its plumy grey brush waved softly back and forth over the red barn door as if sending him greeting grey coat stood upon his long hind legs and tried to reach it with his snout in vain he received no welcoming snap from the empty jaws of the familiar pelt then sitting down upon his lean haunches grey coat lifted his head and sent such a long wailing cry of despair and loneliness through the night that the farmer awoke and grabbing his gun started to hunt for the wolf but grey coat having gained no response from the limp pelt upon the barn door had left the barnyard before the farmer got there back on a rare bare hill he sat overlooking the now hateful valley and trying to reason out in wolf fashion what it all meant soon however he had made up his mind a time for action had come to Greycoat, and lifting his head once more to the moon he gave one last long cry because of his lost mate then swiftly like a grey shadow he leaped away for he had a long road to travel because this time his instinct headed him in the right way straight for the northlands where he would strike old familiar tales fresh hunting grounds and his kindred end of the last wolf of the pack